Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the Wickedly Smart Women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create change all around the world. Now here's your host, Emerald Green Forest. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Emerald Greenforest, and today we welcome our special guest, Sherry Reichart Ballou. She helps people find creative, intentional, and impactful ways to celebrate life and to express love for family and friends. As a certified high-performance coach, Sherry supports people in living their best lives, full of joy, success, engagement, and meaningful relationships. She's the author of Say It Now! 33 Creative Ways to Say I Love You to the Most Important People in Your Life. And what I will say about Sherry is I had the distinct pleasure of meeting with her and dancing with her on the dance floor repeatedly again and again at the last New Media Summit in September of 2019. And, you know, she's one of the women in the world that I've had the pleasure of connecting with in real life who literally embodies the word spunkier. So I am so grateful that you are here with me today, Sherry, and thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, I'm already having a blast. (laughs) I love that you use the word spunkier. And I was just listening to your episode with Lisa, and um, you two are definitely so spunky together, and I'm very honored to be included. (laughs) Yes, we're the spunk sisters, right? (laughs) Yeah, the other thing I loved about you, Sherry, is, uh, you know, both virtually here, virtually, but also in person, is you definitely embody joy. I mean, you just really embody joy, and you are living your life way out loud. So I want to start by asking you, you know, were you always this expressed? Were you always this full of your own magic and willing to show it to people in the world? Or did you have a different kind of background and then suddenly something happened to pop you open? (laughs) Yeah, yes, definitely, definitely the latter. Yeah. The short story is, and we could talk more about it if you want, but the short story is I grew up in a small town in the Midwest and was the complete opposite of feeling expressed. And in fact, I didn't understand it at the time. Now I know that this deep depression that set in from my youth that lasted and really escalated into my early 20s led me to a, to a, a suicidal period. And I didn't understand it, as you can imagine. I didn't know that it was because I was trying to live everybody else's life. I was trying to be who I thought I should be. I was trying to jump through all the right hoops. On the outside, people thought I was so happy and the truth of it is, I just wanted off the planet. I really did. So no, I did not. Yeah. So, you know, you're not alone in that. I definitely went through periods in my own life where I had suicidal thoughts and I actually raised a son who multiple times attempted suicide. And so 
it's not a fun thing to be in that space, headspace, where life has become meaningless and purposeless. And for me, it took a, a spiritual awakening for me. So I would love to hear what happened. Like, what happened to pop you open? What was that experience like? And more importantly, I mean, for me, when I popped open, it was like, oh my God, this is crazy. You know, like I literally had to ask myself whether I needed to be committed because I had such a, an awakening. So I'd love to hear your pop and what happened and what gave you the courage to keep saying yes to yourself as you started to more fully emerge. Wow. Yes. And this is one of my favorite things to talk about because I think it's really important. You know, a lot of times people see me now and they just think, oh, oh yeah, you're just naturally happy. And I love to be able to make sure that I share the story so people know. And so what happened was I was in that really, really dark place. I called it the pit. You know, and it felt like this iron wall closing in on me is how I always think of it. And I was led to a meditation class talk about grace, right? Something led me to this class. And you know how you focus on the breath? And I remember like I took this in breath and I had the thought, I don't want to kill myself right this minute. You know, you could say it was like a sense of well-being. And that was everything, right? Because until that moment, I thought it was solid. I thought who I was was solid. I thought that, that this iron wall was solid. The depression was solid. And it was like, I always think of it like a little pinprick of light in that iron wall, right? It was just like a tiny, but as we all know, one little tiny bit of light, that's everything. As soon as I had that moment of light, I started looking for them. So even if the day was predominantly depressed or I was predominantly like all that yammering in my head about how awful I was, there might be a moment where I was like holding my cat and I would think oh, okay, this is one of those moments. It's a little piece of light. It's a little bit of light, pinprick of light. And, you know, I'd have some toast, which I love. And, I, you know, there were those moments I just started literally living for moments. And then from there, I thought, oh, I don't have to wait for them, right? I don't have to wait until I, that I could create some moments of light. And so I started creating little moments of celebration or joy and then as you might guess, the real life changer for me, and this was, this was you know, a number of years going by, but the real life changer was when I, I woke up enough to understand and to see there are a lot of people in the dark. There are so many people who live, and whether it's like me, like really in the pit, or you know, a momentary people who are grieving, maybe it's people who are going through a tough time, they've lost a dream. And I realized, wow, I could create moments of light for other people. And of course, I was always, and I'm always the first recipient. Always. That's always, always. the case. <laughs> and yeah. changed everything. Yeah, yeah. So what I want to do is I really want the listeners to tune in on kind of the sequence there. The sequence was you saw the light. Then you started to experience the light. Then you started to create the light. And then you started to look at how you could serve others into the light. And so that's a beautiful, beautiful sequence. And my focal point when I was going through my kind of awakening process was peace. Like I just 
I saw a woman, I saw the light in a woman who was a yoga teacher and I had just started yoga. So for me, it was yoga. I saw her and she embodied peace. And I was like, I don't care what I have to do to get whatever she's got going on over there. I don't care if I have to turn myself into a pretzel or paint my hair purple or stand on one toe. I don't care what I have to do to get even a smidgen of what she's vibrating yes. over there. So yeah, so I just love that sequence and, and know if you're in the dark that the invitation here is for you to listen to Sherry and what she's expressing and feel her vibration and feel her light mm. and allow this opportunity to be maybe a little crack of light for you. So what I love about you best is that you talk the walk and you walk the talk. And mm. so can you tell us what you do on a daily to practice and keep yourself in momentum in the direction of more and more light? Mm, that's such a beautiful question. I love the word practice, and I'm, I'm someone who has a lot of practices. And so there are a number of things I do. Probably one of the biggest ones is that I have a, a recording practice where I record messages to myself and then I listen to them over and over sort of as a self-coaching or my own um, inspirational guide, you know, from my higher self usually. And I always remind myself on a daily basis that I chose to be here. That was, you know, that was a real choice and that it's such a gift to be here and that it's going to go faster than I just get choked up thinking about it. You know, this, this is going to go faster than we ever imagined and that, I'm going to die and the people I love are all going to die and the strangers I pass on the street today are going to die. And so that brings me straight into this alignment with how important and urgent it is to be the light. You know, no matter how I'm feeling, it reminds me that there's this bigger picture with that we're all in together. And so that's a big one. You know, the other thing that's really important to me is meditation because, of course, I think because that's how my journey really started and I feel this eternal gratefulness to whatever it is that, you know, you want to call it that's greater than us that we connect with. And I feel like whenever I meditate, that too brings me to that connected place of there's something big going on here. And I am, you know, I love what I think was Mother Teresa said, you know, let me be a pencil in the hand of God. And I love that feeling. I love that feeling of what? What do you want me to do today? And that comes through in meditation. Yeah, what I'm hearing for you, Sherry, is let me be a sparkle in the eye of God, because you're <laughs> definitely a sparkler. You're more, way more than a pencil, girl. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, I love that. Well, you know, the other thing that you bring to the table here is this reminder of, you know, not only to practice on a regular basis, your meditation and your self-care, self-talk, right? But also to acknowledge that there is a place in your life every day where you connect with your highest aspect of who mm. you are. Yeah. And I think in our modern life, there's a lot of distractions pulling people away from their highest aspect of who they are. And, you know, you've got this new book, Say It Now, 33 Creative Ways to Say I Love You to the Most Important People in Your Life. I'm guessing that there are some practices in there as well to help people to be not only connected to their own highest aspect and saying I love you to themselves, 
but also to these others. We're going to take a very short break right now, but when we come back, we're going to talk about creativity and saying I love you. Right now, though, we are going to take a break. So Wickedly Smart Women, we could use some help. If you are enjoying today's episode and you want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. I do want to say a huge thank you to our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. In fact, today I just found out that in New Zealand, Wickedly Smart Women podcast hit number one in New Zealand. How cool is that? So we're welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. And I want to shout out this week to whoever in New Zealand's been downloading and putting us at number one in the Apple rankings. Thank you so much under the entrepreneurship category. Big celebration. We'll be right back with Sherry Reichardt. Hello. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Women, are you ready for a big revenue breakthrough so you can stop working like a man and being paid like a woman? Are you ready to take the leap and go deep to claim your value and convert your wisdom to wealth? Is now the time to fulfill your mission and change the world? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired by women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance and be heard by millions while building a sustainable business model that makes bank. Please visit apply.wealthylifemethod.com to apply for an invitation-only consultation. If you have been inspired to receive support in welcoming wealth by making your most heartfelt contribution to the world, be sure to apply for a consultation today. Once again, that is apply.wealthylifemethod.com or click in the link in the show notes to access the application. We are back with Sherry Bellew and we are really excited to have you here, Sherry. So let's talk about creativity because You're somebody who has written a book, beautiful book, Say It Now, 33 Creative Ways to Say I Love You to the Most Important People in Your Life. So can you talk about your own process of channeling creativity? Because one of the things I found when I started popping open was I also discovered like all these latent parts of myself that I didn't know were there, right? The author and the speaker and now the podcaster and all the, the artist, you know, that wasn't in my life before I had my own spiritual awakening. So can you talk about your own creative process and what you do to say yes to the creative process, number one. Number two, what you do to channel the creativity, because for me, it, it's like, whoosh, oh my goodness. And I have to actually be uh, mindful not to get lost in the wave of creativity sometimes. So if you could talk about the process of channeling your creativity so that you actually can create something tangible in the world like your book. Absolutely. But first I want to say something. I just feel like I have to say this to you. So one of the things that I really love when I met you is that you do exude creativity and color. You know, there's just, and you know, it's like your, your, your painter self, your colorful, beautiful forest self. So I just really wanted to appreciate that because I think it's not disconnected from my answer. I think more than I probably consciously do 
think about it like I'm doing at this moment, that other people's freedom of expression has always been a huge inspiration to me. And in fact, I just left a voice note for someone who I went to high school with. I, I'm not in touch with her anymore. But I realized she was so uniquely herself. And I admired her all through high school. I never told her. I was I'm too you know, bottled up to ever have done that. But I left her a long voice note to say she was probably the first inspiration for me of someone who, you know, that, it's that living out loud. And creativity, I think, is so connected to that. So I think first and foremost, maybe my answer is that I so appreciate the people on this planet who have done the work to pop open, like you say, I love that expression, and who continue to pop open in new ways and let us watch their journey. That's huge. And so I think I try as much as I can to bring those people into my life. So I think that's what happened. Like I was really drawn to your dancing because that's a form of creativity out loud. And to be immersed in that opens us up, especially when we're moving our bodies. So I think that, that that's a huge piece of it. And the word permission comes up that I think what happened for me when I was almost off this planet, when I decided to be here, I gave myself some kind of permission to truly love this being, whoever she wanted to be and whatever came through. And that made a huge difference. Yeah, I'm sure it did. Well, and the self-love is got to be cultivated in order to actually really extend authentic love to other people. So let's talk about 33 creative ways to say I love you <laughs> to the most important people in your life. Always. And more importantly, let's talk about say it now. Because I think a lot of times what happens with people who are shut down is they are holding in a lot of unspoken love as much as they are holding in a lot of unspoken pain. And so when the pop happens, oftentimes the pain comes out first. It's kind of like a bad pimple, you know what I mean, right? The pain comes out first, but it heals such that that what's left behind is the true love that is just dying to be expressed, really literally dying, dying to be expressed. To be expressed. So let's talk about say it now. Yes. And you know what? You're so right. I've recently been looking at, you know, this is going to sound weird, but a lot of the judgment I had of myself when I was young, I felt so deeply. I would meet people and just, I cared so much. And I, I didn't see a lot of other people having that way of being and I thought I was weird. I thought I was too soft or too emotional. Or, and I think you're right. I think that a lot of that love got bottled up. And one of the practices I started when I came out of that, I loved the pop open. So for me, after that meditation, I started this practice of making what I call a love list. It's basically just reasons why you love somebody, but specific reasons, you know? So like right now looking at you, I would say like, ah, I love the way you wear color and you live color. I love the way you speak color. You're, you're so color. Like that might be one thing. It's, it's so you. But I realized when I would be making these lists for various people in my life, it was impossible to be depressed. Impossible. First of all, because you're immersed in love. The other thing is it goes back to your creativity question, you know, about creativity when we're really coming up with a list like this, it's a creative process. So 
I totally forgot what you just asked me. I hope I'm answering it. You're doing fine. <laughs> I love that. I just, for a minute, I was like, I just got so excited about the love list. But that's one of, that's one of my favorite ways to express love because, again, first and foremost, we're immersing ourselves in love. We're allowing our creativity. We're acknowledging the importance of a relationship and that you and I, we have a very unique relationship. Everybody has a unique relationship and that that gets to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. So there is something that into what you said about not bottling up our love. And the say it now piece for me really came from every funeral that I ever have attended in my life where, you know, people tell the stories, oh, and we're crying and it's beautiful and there's so much love in the photos. And I would always say, why don't we say it now when people can hear it? Why do we do this? I mean, it's great to do it as a memorial or a celebration, but to me, that's, it's like, that's my main legacy message. I just want to leave people. Don't wait. I love it. I love it. Well, I want to make sure that we let people know where they can find you. Um, I missed doing that at the end of the break, which it's okay. We're going to put it in the show notes and everybody's going to find Sherry at simplycelebrate.net, simplycelebrate.net. And there's something special there for them, Sherry. So can you tell us uh, specifically what they're going to find when they go to simplycelebrate.net, which I'm guessing they can also get the book there. Correct. Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. Yes. And both in the book and on my website is what I call a loveless toolkit. So it is a free download that has some printables in it. It's got some prompts to help you write your love list. You download the printable, you go through the prompts, and you actually have an instant beautiful gift to give somebody. So I really hope that people will try out making some love lists. I love that idea. I love the love list. I'm already thinking I want to do one for my son for sure. So um, I want to talk just a little bit about your entrepreneurial nature because, you know, you are certainly an entrepreneur and you are uh, multi-talented, multi-dimensional. And so I'd love to have you talk a little bit about what it has been like for you to carve a path in the entrepreneurial space as a woman, as a creative, and as somebody who's focusing their messaging on love. I'd love to have you just give us some, you know, some tips for any of the women out there who are either contemplating having their own business or have their own business about what it takes for you to continue to get up every day and value your own vision? Love that question. I love that question. And I think you hit it right there, right? What does it take to value our own mission, our voice? And I want to hearken back because I was really moved by your conversation with Lisa. Is it Cherney? Yeah, Lisa Cherney. Cherney. Because she spoke to that and it really directly hit my heart. And I want to just paraphrase what she said, which was that we are the people, those of us with these, these missions that are just so important to our hearts and that we feel can heal people and bring the light and the love. It's our job. It's our job to do that work that we need to do on ourselves to be able to get up and do our work and value our work. And I think, again, hearkening back to, for me, the depression, a lot of that depression was not valuing the gifts I've been given. I felt they were too soft. I felt they were, I was looking at people who could, you know, talk money or finance. That's not where my, my inclinations were or are. And to really come to be able to understand that, you know, I love the phrase, we're all cells in the body of the Buddha. 
you know, we each have our own, you know, mission that's a part of healing this planet. And so to remember that. So for me, that place of, of remembering that all the time, you know, that I'm a part of a bigger, 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 bigger healing process going on. And this is what I was given. Yeah. I, I, oh, I love that. I love, so what I want ladies to, for you to hear is don't compare yourself to other people. Be who you are here to be and fully embrace that. Like you're not here to be a liver cell if you're here to be a heart cell, right? You're here to be a heart cell, be the heart cell. Don't try to be the liver cell because it's just not going to work. <laughs> yeah, yes. beautiful. Well, Lisa was also a client of mine and I've been a client of hers. So we go way back and I'm really glad that you enjoyed that episode. I want to ask you one final question before we close. And that is, can you talk a little bit about asking for help as an entrepreneur, as a woman creative, as somebody who is here with a higher level mission, as somebody who's here to not only cultivate the light in herself in order to be able to share it with others, but also to be a lighthouse for a lot of people to wake up. You know, what do you do? Who do you depend on? Where do you go when it's time to refill your well? Ah, love that question. I think it's such a beautiful question across the board, right? It's a great entrepreneurial question. It's also just a great life question. And I think for me, the first word that came up for me was vulnerability. And to have the courage to be vulnerable. So first of all, I think those retreats that I told you, I think I told you that I, I take myself on these, these silent retreats. That's where the information comes in about what I need to do the vision that I have. And then to have the courage to be open to whoever life brings in, which life always does, the right person. And to be then to have the, the presence of mind to see that person in front of me and to say, hey, I have this vision. Is there some way you'd be willing to support me? And I, I love that you asked this question because I think it, again, it gives people permission. We don't have to do this all on our own. Yeah. And, and what I heard there too is you valuing your vision. Hey, I have this vision. Will you support me? That's a powerful way to ask for help. And it's a powerful way to acknowledge yourself as a visionary and acknowledge the vision that you have. Just beautiful, Sherry. Well, can I just say one quick thing to that? Because yeah. I think this is an important piece, which is also a number of years ago, I really, really got it that it's not my, not my work. It's not my vision. This book, the work I do, I feel like I'm a steward. And, and I was given this, I don't know why, I love it, I'm glad I was, but I think that also helps a lot to not take it so personally and just to remember that like we were all become stewards of our work for a greater good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that helps a lot. Yeah, totally. I One of my favorite prayers is, please make me a pure, clear channel. And that's all my work. That's the only thing I actually have to focus on is being a pure, clear channel and letting, letting the divine inspiration and creativity be expressed through me. So, and I see you as a pure, clear channel as well, Sherry. So we're already at the end. It's amazing oh. how fast this goes. Please check out Sherry at simplycelebrate.net. Definitely get your love list toolkit and Buy her book, Say It Now, 33 Creative Ways to Say I Love You to the Most Important People in Your Life, and go start saying it now. <laughs> Sherry, I love you. 
I and love I am, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful you came on today. Listeners, we love you too. And we also love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line at 540-402-0043, extension 4343. We'll have that in the show notes for you. We'll also have the link to Sherry's uh, site in the show notes. And we invite you to send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to review and rate Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.